Well, this morning, we're on number nine in our series in Psalm 19 as a meditation as we come to the Lord's table. So if you'd open up your scriptures, please. We're going to read again. I've read this a number of times, but I'd like to read it again. Verses 7 through 11 about the law of God. And then uh, we're focusing just a little bit on verse 12 this morning. So verses 7 through 12. This is the living word of God. The law of the Lord is perfect, converting the soul. The testimony of the Lord is sure, making wise the simple. The statutes of the Lord are right, rejoicing the heart. The commandment of the Lord is pure, enlightening the eyes. The fear of the Lord is clean, enduring forever. The judgments of the Lord are true and righteous altogether. More to be desired are they than gold, yea, than much fine gold, sweeter also than honey, and the honeycomb. Moreover, by them your servant is warned, and in keeping them there is great reward. Then verse 12, who can understand his errors, cleanse me from secret faults. In our meditations uh, on this song of David, this psalm we uh, just finished last week, thinking about uh, the law of the Lord, and what is it, what is the law of the Lord, and what does it do in our lives. And then last week we looked at verse 11 which said that the Word of God warns us. The Word of God warns us. We must come to the Word in order to be warned. And then in keeping and obeying them, as He warns us, the Lord graciously rewards us because He's a God of grace. And today we're looking just a bit at verse 12. And this is a change from the previous section now in that it brings uh, kind of the conclusion to the psalm. And it does so by beginning a prayer. So the question is, who can understand his errors? Who can understand his errors? Cleanse me, he prayed, from secret faults. So, after rejoicing in the law of the Lord and ending that section uh, by saying that the word is meant to warn us and we are to practice it, of course, to obey it, then David admits that he, by himself, without the law of God, without God's grace, cannot understand his own errors. He cannot understand it. He could not even know his own sins and his disobedience without the law of God. Jeremiah 17.9 says, The heart is deceitful above all things and desperately corrupt or desperately wicked. Who can know it? Who can understand it? So since David knows he can't even understand how corrupt his own heart is, he asks the Lord here to cleanse him from secret faults, to cleanse him from the many ways uh, that he sins and is not even aware of it. So he's praying, cleanse me from secret faults. Well, last week I shared a a thought from um, Spurgeon. I'd like to share it again. It's just a wonderful thought and quote. There is nothing in the law of God that will rob you of happiness. It only denies that which would cause you sorrow. There's nothing in the law of God that will rob you of happiness. We should rejoice in the law of God. It only denies that which would cause you sorrow. He is a God of grace. He gave us his law. And we can rejoice that he gave his law to us to warn us, to show us our hidden faults, and also to remind us of those sins when we even are fully aware of them, uh, but sometimes try to excuse them. So David asked the Lord here to cleanse him from secret faults. And David knew he needed to be cleansed. He knew he needed to be forgiven of sin. And in Psalm 51, we see him crying out in much more detail about his great sin against God and that only in the Lord, he knew only in the Lord, could he be free of guilt and of condemnation. So brothers and sisters, we are the same. We have a merciful Heavenly Father who forgives us as we confess, as we repent of our sins. And all this grace he gives uh, to us is in the Lord Jesus Christ. 
in him alone, and it's through his sacrifice on the cross for us, his payment for us, his atoning work by which we are cleansed. So we are forgiven in him, and yet we must also continually confess and repent to grow in the grace and the knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ. Each week we are reminded, as we come to this table together, we're reminded each week of his sacrifice for us, of the blood that he shed for us, his sacrifice that cleanses us, his blood which uh, was shed for the remission of our sins. So let's rejoice as we come to the table and as we bow here in prayer before him and partake of this communion meal, that he, let's rejoice that he graciously reminds us of our sin through his law, and he, then he graciously forgives us through his son, our Savior. Let's pray. Father in heaven, we give thanks this morning that we have your precious word, your law, to warn us, to show us how we are not walking in obedience to you, and that we can come at any time because of the merits of the blood of Christ shed for us to confess and to repent and to grow in holiness. And then we can rejoice in our forgiveness through the work of the Lord Jesus on the cross. We praise you for your amazing love for us, and that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us and rose in victory over death and sin. And Lord, enable us by the filling of your spirit now to partake of this means of grace that you have given and to receive and rejoice in that grace in Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen.